Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I just noticed that I'm recording today, so what's good to y'all? Um, yo, we back again. Live action, the Culture Talks podcast. Um, and guess what? I'm telling y'all, man, I'm trying to tell y'all, we're going to keep bringing these guests in. Now, I ain't going to front like I was out here searching for these guests, you know what I'm saying, really hard, but they're going to come in and we're going to get them on here. So enough with the solo podcast. We're going to go ahead and introduce the kid today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother. What's up? My name is Crash. Crash, Crash. Now, when I think about nicknames, I always try to make myself a dope-ass nickname and it never works. Now, it does catch on. Like, people catch on to it. Like, one of my things was Sizzy the Kid. Like, I used to do that. And at the beginning of all my videos, I used to be like, yo, it's C-I-Z-Z-Y, you dig? And people, like, love that shit. So they started doing that. I mean, they even get it catchy. Facts. At the end of the day, it got to be catchy or it got to be cold. Crash is cold and catchy. (laughs) Catchy. Catchy. It's super easy to say. So all your homies call you that, too? Yeah, pretty much. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yo, so we're going to jump straight in. I always ask people the most difficult question first. And I mean, it depends. If you know yourself really well, it may not be that difficult. But who is Crash? Like it's on a personal level? Like Shit. Whatever I want to say. Whatever you want to say. Who are you? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a photographer. You know, I'm a creative, basically. I do whatever I can in the creative world that comes into my mind. I really don't care what people have to say. Bro, it's major. It's major. <laughs> it's super it's super important to like, I love that you said that right off top because I've been talking about this a lot lately about how people who fail, like especially in the creative world, especially when they're not going like the college route or something like that. But people who fail give up because they take other people's opinions to heart and they just let that like F up their whole mindset. So yeah, I really just don't care. Hey, it's... <laughs> People <laughs> underestimate how powerful that is, though. You know what I'm I saying? mean, it comes off as cocky, but it's not being me being cocky. I just don't have time. Like, what is hate? Mm-hmm. It don't, people either jealous of you or they just don't like you, so they're not going to say anything nice anyways. Facts. One thing I was watching uh, shit the other day. What was it? Oh, T. Grizzly. T. Grizzly interview was, like, talking about, uh, like, what happened when his auntie, like, his manager got mm-hmm. killed. And he was just talking about, like, the dude was like, you know, do you think it was like one of your haters? He's like, it's like, I don't know who it was. He's like, I don't know what they have to hate on me about. And then he's like, do you think it's because your past? He's like, you know, he's like, what do I do to them? Like, none of these people can, I don't know any of these people on a personal level. We never sat down together. We never like did anything. So all they can hate me for is what I've done, which is good shit. <laughs> so it's like, if you hate me for that, you just, you a pure hater. <laughs> you see his interview with like the therapist? I watched like 30 minutes of it. I mean, or I guess I watched the whole thing because all of that dude's interviews were like 30 minutes. But yeah, I watched it. I don't really, that dude kind of creeped me out a little bit, the interviewer or the therapist dude. Yeah. He's cool, but he kind of. This Chief Keef one was great. That one was good. The Chief Keef one I watched and my other favorite one was the YG one. Yeah, YG when he was explaining how he got robbed. Yeah, Gosh. yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Well, that shit's not sweet. It is not. <laughs> it ain't sweet. That's why I be keeping my mind. I don't be out here. Talking about that high shit like everybody else on the internet, but he <laughs> said man was pulled up and just asked like to come in and he got in there. Super. They had a gate and everything, just walked right in. That's how you know. Be careful, ladies and gentlemen, who you let in your squad, where you be doing things at, where you be letting things out. You know, not everybody's involved with that type of lifestyle where that's a risk, but if you are, be careful. You know what I'm saying? Because people will people will snake. People will snake. Straight up, man. So, how'd you get into photography? When's like the first time you picked up a camera? With my mom. She is a photographer. Oh shit. She used to take me on just like when she do nature photography, and I'd be sitting there. I'd have to watch her. I don't have. I didn't have a phone. I was like maybe six. Damn. So it was like this is from when you was a young buck. You've been learning about it. And then I did it in high school a little. Like classes. Got you. Did you think those classes were like helpful, or do you think they're like? Or were you just not interested in what you were shooting? Or was it like, okay, this is dope. I'm learning how to, like, build my skill. Like, how do you feel about those classes? Yeah, I mean, how it worked was, like, she taught us how to use the basics, like the basics of a camera, what ISL and all that stuff is. And then she taught us Photoshop. And then after those few weeks, maybe a month, it was like, hey, you have three weeks to go around the school, around the whole entire football field. Like, the, you know, you know, Ford. Right, yeah. The whole place and take pictures for three weeks. Damn. 
and then you do a project where you have to take multiple pictures, Photoshop them together and everything. I wish I could find mine. Mine was funny as hell. <laughs> so do you think like you, you kept on to the you you kept those skills like you still remember how to do all that and like understand the basics of a camera because i know like a lot of people aka me <laughs> like we pick up a camera and just start just fucking with it basically i don't know anything that that menu be saying i don't know i mean the mini part's hard but to take pictures it isn't hard hmm. you can throw that thing on auto facts, facts with a flash as long as you know how to frame a picture and you know explain what that is Frame a picture, I mean, just like... Because I'm telling you, I don't know nothing. <laughs> like, how to frame it. It's like what it looks like through the lens. Okay, so like gotcha. Because some people will just, you know how they, they take iPhone mm-hmm. pictures. They just... Snap open, it. Open photo and click it. Gotcha. Getting the right angle, getting the right frame, getting the right focus. If you want a portrait mode where the background is blurred, it's just all types of stuff that goes into it. So how would you, like, describe your photography style? I have no idea. You just, you just do it. I just do what I think looks cool. Fact. I don't, I don't. I don't really. I guess I do artist photography. I guess is what you call it. Well, yeah, I know. Like when I looked at your Instagram page, just like a lot of local art. Matter of fact, go ahead and just list off. You know what I'm saying? Artists just artists, with. specifically Kansas City artists that, that you've uh, shot. Uh, I've shot a Dadu. I've shot a Kai Colors. Uh, we got D Walk. We got I got Slap City coming up. I should be damn. On, I can't talk about coming up shoots because they don't yeah. happen. <laughs> I got did I say Daddy already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure those are the three main Kansas City artists I've shot. I shot a couple of my friends who do music, music. who do fashion, who also other photographers. It's just creative in general. I love people who do stuff like that with their mind. It's like you know having a hobby. Facts, facts. Even if it's just a hobby to some people, like that's what I mean. Is like because some people take this stuff serious. It's their job. It's their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. People who take it as a hobby, it's still dope. That's facts. I know. Like, I think that's like something difficult for me to like come to terms with is like when people are super creative and super talented, like as a creative, but they just want to do it as a hobby, which is okay. I like you just said, it's okay. That's dope too. It's just super hard for me personally because I'm like, bro, like you're working this job. You talk about how you don't really rock with it that much. Like, why don't you just go all in on this? They're like, man, that's just my hobby. I'm not really trying to do it like that. And kind of confuses me a little bit, but I guess to each their own. I'm just, I just feel like if there's something that's like super dope, first off, it's super dope, fun, creative. Like you're like tapping into your creative side and you can make some bread off of it. Yeah. And you're not in love with the job you already have. Like, I don't see the point of not jumping into it, but I think it's people's like focus on like, I mean, probably a lot of things, fear, a lot of things, but like focus on if you got a job at like some company making like 200K a year, you don't want to like give it all yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's a little different, but we young, so. <laughs> facts, facts. Not a lot of people are put in that position to get success right away at 18. I hear you. I hear you. So have you been, have you been shooting like, like from when I look at your page, when I look at your photography, like I'm sure there's other photos you have, you just haven't posted yet, but when I look at your page, there's like, I guess you already said, like, there's art, you're shooting a lot of artists, you're shooting a lot of creatives. Um, have you been doing that ever since you started, like, picking up the camera a lot to use, or is this, like, a new thing over this year, or, like, or has that just always kind of been your thing? I mean, it's, it's been a goal, like, shooting creatives and doing stuff like that, like a portrait photographer, someone who takes pictures of other people. I mean, I don't really do, like, nature or anything. I, I think I have one picture of the Kansas City skyline in my, on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. You're not interested in like that type of shit, or I mean, I just not my lane. I feel you. Maybe if I got money and I could relax and I could take in everything, mm-hmm. I guess. I feel you. I feel you. I know, like when I when I like take this camera out and just want to take photos, I like what I'm more most interested in in terms of like photography and shit like that is like what you're doing like i love when people especially your type of photos i don't like i said i don't know nothing about photography so if y'all want to go and look at his type of photos his at name is pretty boy crap spell that for him real quick p-r-e-t-t-y-b-o-i-c-r-a-s-h bang so if y'all want to hear what i'm talking about go look at that page but um like that like it's kind of dark but like flash but like i don't know it's like Anyways, a lot of colors, but then the back is kind of dark. I don't know. I like that shit. It's kind of dope. So that's what I like. I'm interested in, but I'm not like passionate about photography. So really, I just be taking out, take pictures of fucking skylines exactly. and shit. That's it. Like yeah. a hobby, and I appreciate you for saying that. It's just you know, some people just take it as a hobby. It's, 
Ain't no, ain't no falling. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. So, is there any? Let's see. Artists, like music artists specifically, that inspired you to be creative, or is there photographers specifically, or yeah, go off on like who inspires you to be more creative? Like, if you wake up in the morning, you're feeling uncreative. Who are you gonna consume? Who am I gonna consume? I uh, definitely love Uzi. You know, he was. I remember he was the first person like doing all that. That rock star punk type of vibes in hip hop. I don't mean like musically, but like the way he looks and acts. Facts, facts, big facts. Because I mean, that's, all, that's the very first person. He's also super nice. Yeah, I rock. I when I watch his interviews, dude is super, super calm, but like confident in himself, yeah. and like even. There's like this dude, right? His name's uh, Ocho System on Instagram. He's like a personal trainer to like stars or whatever, but super dope dude. I consume a lot of his content. He's really knowledgeable, so whatever. I'm also a personal trainer by craft, if you ain't know. But um, so Lil Uzi Vert was at like this event that he was at recently um, where they were like playing some, some, uh, that's when it ends, <laughs> when, uh, when they're playing some game. Uh, I don't know, it's fucking cricket or like rugby or something. Oh, are you talking about that football game? Yeah, you know, you saw him in the outfit. That little, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was a Thanksgiving thing. So that trainer was also at that event playing as well. And there was like a little Instagram video. He had a Uzi Uzi pulls up and he's like, so we lost. But he's like super calm and like nice with how he talks. Or you remember that like that video that went viral when he talking to people on a school bus? Oh, yeah, he's like, I've been here for three days. Yeah, bro, that stuff was funny, but that just shows you, like, he, you know, down to earth, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I hear that video, he let the kid in his Bugatti and he's taking pictures on the hood. (laughs) That kid was probably ecstatic. I didn't see that video, but I can imagine. Definitely a nice human. Yeah, man, that's what's most important at the end of the day, like being a good human, especially like. I think this is super important in the world of like art, like. So many people that are like painters, photographers, artists, but like people don't want to show love. They feel like they have to be like full on heartless, like full on black heartless, like to make it, which is not true. And like, um, it's, it's <laughs> I feel like peeping people like that put that mentality X into them. People want to act hard and ruthless. Mm-hmm. Well, people are also sad, so they want to stay alone. But in this in this industry, I mean, it's real hard to do it alone. Facts. I mean, and you tapped into something like for real, like besides people being sad and wanting to be alone, people are sad and also like their sadness contributes to their like anger or their like bad feelings that they show towards others because they don't know how to like handle that internally. Yeah. It's like the same thing with like what people talk about with like bullying or some shit. It's like, yo, it's, they're hurt themselves and they don't know how to like, and they don't know how to handle it. So they put it on, they try to put put it on someone else. They're being hurt at home or whatever, so they try to put that on somebody else's school. That's what the internet does to you. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many, it's like, life is like choice-based, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything can be used for good or bad. Like, internet can have like a lot of bad side effects from, you can consume nothing but negativity if you want to, but like, it's your choice. Like, I felt, I used to feel like that in like high school, I used to consume like hella just like negative content. I'd be like, on World Star all day, like per- watching fights and like yeah. murders and like just like watching, just watching everything. Crazy. And it'd be like addicting to watch too. So it's like even if you're not even like that type of person, it's like something you don't know or you haven't seen in real life. So now you're addicted to like watch, watch it. So yeah, that shit was all over World Star. Like, all over. And like a live leak and that. Mm-hmm. And like even Facebook be having some wild stuff on it. So Twitter now and. T- Twitter just crazy. Twitter, what I see on Twitter all the time is just porn. I don't even, I'll be like, it just be popping up. I'll be like, damn, bro, relax. Like, we ain't trying to see that. I'm like in the room with my grandma. I'm like trying to eat some cake. You over here yeah, just retweeting. Twitter is a tornado of just shit flying around. It That's is so the perfect way. Different, crazy ass content. It's like, it's like a riot. I don't know. You can't control it. <laughs> That's the perfect way. That's the perfect way to describe Twitter. Because literally, you can scroll down your timeline and see like, at least 55 different types of like genre categories of things you'll see like a shooting and then you'll see a political thing about trump and then you'll see a political thing about this and then you'll see uh, a funny video a funny old vine video then you exactly (laughs) but then you'll see like some motivational content from like inky johnson it'll be like you just be like what is happening yeah that's exactly a tornado of shit being thrown around my my timeline is all music or sports related 
but that's uh, that's perfect to like to to announce those like literally at the end of the day you do have control over what you're going to consume though like unfortunately with twitter they do do this thing where like who you follow they'll kind of bring up oh so who you follow watch those yeah. videos and then you have to see some random shit but the majority of the time if you're following like content that is like geared towards your specific interests you know what i'm saying you can be all right i'm sorry for everyone if you follow me on twitter it, my whole timeline is literally just videos of travis uzi cardi you know a couple fashion things i don't tweet at all what do you what do you what are like some i don't know how to ask this question specifically but like what what do you think stands out that attracts you towards like those humans like towards travis towards all of these people like why do you think like i know like for me I'm a like like I was just mentioning that Ocho system dude, the trainer. I like his content because he's like he reads a lot and he posts a lot of the things he reads about different things about like thinking or like how you feedback loops or like how to understand compliments or just like different things that like I think are dope to read. So it's like why why Travis why Uzi why I definitely think Travis because uh, the way he lives the way he carries himself he's private. I mean you have to admit he's he's married to the world's probably most recognizable woman. Well, not married, but dating. Yeah, I thought they were married too. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't hear anything really about the personal lives unless they're caught in public. Facts. And then, and even there, it's just like a photo. She was pregnant for nine months. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Facts. Like, that shit's crazy. And the fact, I mean, look at him. He, he still cares about his fans. He'll stop concerts if security's messing with fans and stuff. You can watch. Facts. You, did you watch that documentary on Netflix? Yeah. That was hard. I'm not going to lie. That made me a Travis Scott fan, like an actual Travis Scott fan. Before, I'm just like, I pick and choose what songs I like. But like, and then obviously I understood that he's a creative, so I appreciate that. But like that Travis Scott doc, I just saw how passionate he was about what he does, about his fans, how much he cares. And I was like, you know what? I like this dude. So then I was like, all right, I'll consume him. I saw some things I didn't know about it, and I thought I knew a lot. Explain. No, I'm just talking about when he was at the Super Bowl. I just didn't know he'd be around some of the people he'd be around. Facts, facts, facts. I feel that. He'd be around. I saw he was with Ray at that point. He had, you probably don't know who Bloody Osiris is. No. He's a model where he's, he's friends with Cardi. And he was there at the Super Bowl party. And I was just like, wow, he, that world is just real tight. Facts. And you don't really know because it's like, what do they call it? I guess you could say it's like the cultural elite. Because there's like the elite who are like, you know, Trump and like these big people who are in rooms, but the cultural elite where like a lot of times we I don't want to say that in a negative way, because a lot of time we associate being in the elite as negative, like, oh, they're trying to take the government. But like culturally wise, like you'll be in rooms you didn't expect to be in, like Meek Mill be hanging out with like some of the biggest like billionaires that like are 85 years old and stuff. And you just be like confused, like like it's dope. But you'll be like, damn, I didn't know you'd be hanging out with this person or like. Yeah, I feel, I feel what you mean by that. That's interesting. But it's not like in a bad, negative way. It's yeah. like, well, I was like, wow, that's dope as hell. Facts. But uh, definitely Travis for that. And, you know, like you can, there's a video. Just literally watch it. It's for 20 minutes longer than him caring about his fans, like stopping security. He oh, it's like a mix kind of? He may have been a little extra, but. Hey, no, nah, but if you care that, I mean, with well, anything, who's not going to be extra if they're passionate about something? Yeah, exactly. You know, Travis, is, Travis has been passionate since day one. Facts. I, 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 the one thing that like motivated me was like a video of him like performing at a South by Southwest with like ten people in front of him, yeah. and then like it pans to the next video of him performing in front of the stadium. I was like, yo, that got to be the most badass thing ever. Like you just look, and that's really what like a lot of people could take good things from artists. Unfortunately, everyone in the world is like really focused on people's negative things. I talked about this on my Instagram video last night about like focusing on somebody's maximum quality they might only have one positive quality literally but focus on that and that can help you like have some type of love or respect for them but instead we focus on all the negative things so if we like focus on travis and we consume that video and like we looked at his uh videos of him caring about his fans but someone else is going to be over here and listen to the very only the worst parts of his music take that and like apply that to their life i'm like bro come on dog like what are you doing or like it's just confusing i don't understand why people do that but like we could use artists as inspiration so much. Like people, they worked their ass off. People were like, "Oh, they posted one song, and blew up." No, they didn't, dude. Right. They was posting songs for years in the trenches, hustling, and that's why you're not there yet, bro. Because you think that they made it off of one little thing, but they've been hustling. Yeah, like they was talking to Doc. I saw people talking about how his his uh, grandma still live in the same house. Oh yeah, the like, she probably want to live there, dude. 
That's facts. No, no, that's real facts. That's actual. He bought, his, he bought his mom and his little brother and his whole family a $3 million house, and you're saying he won't buy his grandma house? Like, yeah, people will find the worst things. I know, like, this is, like, a whole different situation, but I know, like, like with my family, my family is, like, half Tanzanian, so we have some uh, family that's still, or a lot of family that still lives in Africa, and some, a lot of these, when I go back home to visit them, I'm like, yo, you trying to come to the States? Like, obviously joking, because I don't have money to bring them, but, like, they're like, nah, I'm not really trying to leave, I'm trying to stay here, like, even if you do make it, like, just come back and visit a lot or something like that, I'm just like, damn, you don't want to come to the States, you don't want to come here, like, they're like, nah, fam, this is my home. So, I mean, it's the same yeah. thing for somebody. Grandma, they, if they yeah, bought a house. you say old. Hell yeah, they're 85. They done raised their grandkids, they, their yeah. kids. Went through pain, ups and downs. They want to get through going to a new house. Yeah, ain't nobody care about that. In case their house is just filled with rats and roaches and it's really that My terrible. Head, yeah, you but, saw it too. But at the same time, grandmas be taking care of their shit. They don't be letting no rats and roaches. <laughs> no, Even if they is in the hood, they'll be like, they be taking care of things. That's why I love women. And grandmas too. Grandmas is lit. They know how to take care of things, so. You know, trust me, my, my great aunt lived in a big house and she she's slow, but every time I walk in there, it's an clean, egg. yep, immaculate. Hey, shout out to shout out to vocabulary words that are fire, immaculate. That shit is fire, honestly. That's a great word. Now I'm gonna keep saying that, but I'm I ain't going to, I ain't going to, but um, let's see. So, what's like, what's what, what did your last 24 hours look like? What does life look like in the day of crash? What does life look like in the day of crash? I woke up at like 10 o'clock, helped my friend prepare for his baby shower. Or not his baby shower, his gender reveal party. Shout out to that. Went home, fell back asleep because 10 was way too early to wake up on a Saturday. Facts. I woke up probably, <laughs> probably around 2 and just, and then my friend wanted to go to the studio. So I went with there with him. I didn't record anything. You do music at 2? For myself, for fun, listen to my, by myself, and then uh, but he was recording, so I mean I was just there, and then I left. I don't remember what the hell I did after that. Oh yeah, I just sat at home and I ate Taco Bell because you know that's Taco a Bell. Shout out to Taco Bell. <laughs> I had a boring day. That's not a typical day. But hey, look, some days like that are necessary. Would you say that like your life is like the majority of your days besides work? Because you know. You already tell me, oh, like, the other day, I'll get off work at this time. So, obviously, you work sometimes in the daytime. But besides that, like, do you feel like, as a creative, like, a lot of your a lot of your life's in the night, kind of? Because <laughs> I know, like, my brother's, yeah. my brother's an artist. And I remember when I was living with him in L.A., it's like, they only function at night. It's like, That's after so 3 p.m. is when life starts. Yeah. <laughs> that just sucks. <laughs> it was like, Actually, no, that shit's dope. It's just that. The atmosphere of being at night in KC is dope as hell. It, well, it's dope, but it's also not dope. Because, you know, obviously there's there's drugs, there's crime. That's everywhere in the world, though. So yeah, I'm yeah. tripping off that. Right. You, like, you go to just certain places at night, it feels different than during the day. I don't know. It's just that. It's like that nightclub atmosphere. It's just like the nighttime is when people get it cracking. That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's, like, a lot more, like, fun, interesting things happening at nighttime. You know what? You're you're actually right because actually I hate going down. I hate going downtown. I I hate going to the city. Like okay, and for people when you're listening to how I like say things, the city. What I mean by the city is like the hood. If I say downtown, that's not that's not what I mean by the city. Like downtown is downtown. The city is the hood. Like just so y'all understand. <laughs> but anyways, like if I go to the city, like it's more lively. There's more like interesting things happen. Like I don't know. It's a little bit more fun. Daytime it's like quiet, kind of boring. Yeah. And then same thing like. In downtown, it's like if you want to go to like hang out Power and Light or Westport or something, it's like basic in the daytime. But you go at night, it'd be interesting. It's kind of cracking, exactly. <laughs> no, I walked by there one time, I'm like, oh, that's Steve Aoki. Just <laughs> he was, what? Yeah, he was DJing a set in the in the middle of the not the plaza. What the, what am I thinking of? In the what's that little thing right there? Like the Hot Country Nice Place? What is that? Shit, I mean Westport, I guess. No, I don't it's know. Not I don't Westport. know. It's My right bad. Next, it's right next to the Sprint Center. Oh, Power and Light? It is Power and Light, but I just forget. But like a different that. little district it's, area. It's thing. like right in the middle. I forget what they call that place. Gotcha. I don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. I don't know. But, but no, it's just. Oh, oh, wait. You're talking about that little spot where like they go to watch like championship games and stuff, and it's like a big open area? Yeah, yeah I know. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's random as hell. DJ and <laughs> That is. That's actually the most random thing I ever heard. Just walk through Kansas City and these people, you know, oh, Steve Aoki just. Right here. Speaking of Steve, man, look, if, the, if you want house inspiration. Bro, his house is dope. 
ridiculous. I don't know what the show's called on YouTube, but it's basically I, I watch that. Nate Robinson goes and like to different famous people's house. Yo, his house is ridiculous. His studio? His studio is <laughs> shit looks like a like a Millennium Falcon transport. <laughs> <laughs> like that shit is immaculate. <laughs> no, bro, you see Rick Ross? I didn't. I did see that one. The long driveway. And bro, he owns like a mansion, mansion. I didn't think he was a like mansion, that. mansion. I didn't think he was like that. Oh no, he popping. See, I knew he had the race and all that. I didn't know he was like stupid rich. No, Rick Ross is like one of the most stupidest rich people in the game, and people don't even really know. It's kind of funny. Like people know but don't know because yeah. Rick is like quiet, kind of. He's another person who's like private, real quiet. Real private and like you don't be seeing him like flexing too much. He don't post too much. His music drops every once in a blue moon. Like so, it's like he's like in the background. But bros, bro, money, money. I didn't, I didn't think he was that rich. Like I knew he was stupid rich. Don't 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 get me wrong. I knew he. Was, you can't own a Rolls Royce race and not just be like and not have living life. Sex, living life. All right, all right. Dream car, dream car. Like when you make it, because we're not gonna say if we we already know what's gonna happen. So when you make it in terms of finances, um, what's your first car? If I could splash out on any car I wanted, it'd be a blacked out suicide door wraith. Blacked out suicide door wraith. I don't even think I've seen a wraith with suicide doors. I have. That's what the old model. Well, not a wraith, but I've seen cars, Rolls Royces with the suicide doors. I'm about to have to Google that. That sounds pretty. I ain't gonna lie. With the stars in the roof, that's how you know you're relaxed. The stars and roof are are like dope, but I'm, my stupid ass be thinking too deep about things, and I'll be feeling like I'll fall asleep. <laughs> I'll be like dropping and like look up and see the stars and I'm like, oh, how about the like, yeah, you know, I'll get the stars in the roof, and then I'll get the color changing floor panel lights. Yeah, those like are cold. Awesome, I saw that before. Vibes when you walk in the coop. Facts. I would have to. I'd have to give me a driver though, to be honest. I'd give me like I'd buy cars, but I'd have like a on deck driver. Well, See, it, that's it, why you buy the two door sports cars if you want to drive. Facts, facts. Grab one of those, just just so if I want to whip around. But yeah, I feel like I you know you I'll be thinking about like jobs I would have my homies do. <laughs> I just be like looking. I'm like, you know how they be like, well, you just go leave me here. I'm like, all right, if you really want to come along, you gonna be doing some jobs you don't like because obviously you. Like, I don't make music, but say I was an artist. If you can't make beats, you can't make music, you can't engineer, I don't really need you. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't need to bring you on Especially the road. Especially if you're, like, just now coming up. Like, don't be, like, just wait on it. You'll get your money's worth at, like, at some me. point. if you're my friend, you understand that. Yeah, like, just, just wait. Like, people who are just coming up don't can't talk bread, like, so gingerly. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like they, if they get $1,000, I mean, they can toss y'all 50 bucks a piece if there's four of you. Right. But, like, he can't cut his whole check because that check's going towards making sure y'all, like, look at Travis's friends. He has people no one in this world knows that are probably richer than everyone else. Yeah, the everyday lifer. Because they're loyal. Yeah. And like Chase B, that's his loyal DJ. He, I forget his other friend's name, but he's in the documentary. He's in Travis's first documentary that's on YouTube. I think the important thing to to like realize about that though is if we really look at all like all his homies or anybody that's popping, a lot of people that are popping, they have a job. They doing something. You have to either have a skill or you have to be willing to do something. Because at the end of the day, if you just a homie, sit with the same mindset from like the streets or whatever, and you're not trying to grind, you're not trying to figure things out, I'm not giving you no bread in case you need it like emergency wise. But I don't know if that's even like there might be one or two homies who are like my dogs who really you can just chill. I don't care. You don't got to do nothing. But most people who are like just like you, my friend, if you my friend, whatever we hang out, whatever, you're not my, my dog, dog, but you my friend, like you got to do something. You got to provide something. But you can't just be leeching off me. That's not good for your own health. I'm technically looking out out for you at the end of the day. I don't really care about dropping my bread. But like if you around and all I'm doing is giving you bread and you just sleep and I come home from doing a show, I go out here, I'm out here making business moves every time I come back, you playing 2K. I, yeah, bro. I don't know if I can rock with all that. Yeah, that shit was crazy because I mean you look at like uh the Raider Clan and like Denzel Curry and all that. Denzel Curry, gotcha. Like boy, it was him. That's right? what his crew's called Raider Clan. Oh, they used to be. Gotcha. Broken. That was before Space Ghost Perp lost his old fucking head. Like, I don't mean as in dead. I just mean he's fucking crazy. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, I'm not too familiar with that school. I know Denzel Curry as an artist, but I don't just know. Just look up Space Ghost Perp and you'll know what I'm talking about. He's, he did yams. 
He dissed all types of people. Uh, so he started wilding out and ruined things a he little was, bit. Right, yeah, he was tied away ASAP before he did all that. That's wild. Hey, yo, podcast listeners, I hope you're listening closely, enjoying this. Um, if you like it, like, comment, review, keep enjoying it. We're going to tap back at him with y'all in a couple seconds. We're going to go on a quick break. Salud. Um, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, back, back again. I had to go get me a sip of water because H2O is important. Make sure you get your hydration out here as he grabs his water bottle to put some water. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, if you watch like the camera version of how he just picked up his water for me, that shit was funny. So, bro, looked like a pterodactyl, a TRX. Or what? I said TRX, oh. a T Rex. When a T Rex be picking things up, but it's like a little baby when they trying to learn how. Anyways, oh. hey, I got hot. You got cold. So you might as well put your jean jacket back. Matter of fact, all right, talk about layers in fashion. Do you do you layer a lot, or do you like? Are you? It's just whatever. Bro, layers is where the true grip comes out. Bro, because I noticed that you got three layers on right now. Today is a relatively warm, cold day. So I'm like. I'm getting hell. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't. That shit ain't he said, look, bro, you 215, dog. You just stay warm. I'm, huh? at, I'm at 145. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess I got some bear hibernation. I don't even know what that means, a bear hibernation, but it felt like the right thing to say. So, <laughs> so I said it with confidence. What was your most terrifying experience in life, bro? Terrifying? Most terrifying experience. Recently? Yeah. It, it can be when you was five, when now, just most terrifying thing. When I was five, I was drowned. Oh, shit, that is terrifying. Well, maybe like six. You know what? Yeah, most recent terrifying experience. It can be in like the last five years. Car crash. All right, go ahead. Talk on the story. How the crash happened. If you can. If you can, don't. But How the crash happened, we hit someone. <laughs> Gosh. That's <laughs> simple as that. Yeah. But you hurt yourself? But I mean, my fucking side hurt because they hit my side of the car. Damn. Wait, I'm confused. So how y'all crashing into somebody but it hit your side of the car? Did they hit you or you hit them? Trying, trying to get off that too. Got you. Oh, that's tragic. Yeah, but that's our fault. So, but, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I ain't speaking on that. That's all that yeah. happened. We got in a car wreck. That's probably the most terrifying experience. Or you know, some you know, yeah. darker stuff. But if you know, yeah. I lost my friend. So. Facts. Got you. That's that's just terrifying to like just think about. Mm-hmm. No lie. Speaking in that world though, Juice World, man. Juice yeah. World. R.I.P. Juice World. Um, I'm not gonna front. Like, I listen to his music or anything, like, crazily. Obviously, I listen to his hit songs. Any song that's a hit, I'm going to hear because of the radio. Um, but, uh, man, it's just unfortunate because we have so many young people going, famous or not, you know. Yeah. Um, so many young people going. But, yeah, bro, I feel bad for us. Like I was talking about before we started the podcast, like, I kind of feel bad for his, his homies. Yeah, his homies. Like, I don't know who he was with at the airport, but, like, just imagine being with your homie and then all of a sudden you can't help him pretty much. You're on the ground. Like you're on, yeah, you can't do nothing. Like you ain't no medical doctor. You don't know how to handle a seizure. Like so and you can't help nothing. Next thing you know, your dog's gone. Just like that. And you've been spending the past months with them on the road, going through like, you know, he's still he was still at the beginning of his career. Yeah, he twenty he just turned twenty one. Yeah, man. Still a young bug, still at the beginning of his career, blowing up little by little, like I mean, he's obviously, he was already a superstar, but getting even into deeper stardom levels. Yeah. So. I mean, shit, he had three billion streams. That's a lot of streams. <laughs> Speaking of, like, streams, man. Spotify done had everybody posting their streams. And, oh, like, it was starting to crack me up because I started seeing people. <laughs> I started seeing people just, like, be mad. They're like, I, I know I got more streams than this. Yeah. I know. I was like, bro, the stats don't lie. Like, I'm not hating on you, brother. Keep doing your thing, chase your dreams, but don't be out here capping because you want your stats a little better. But actually, you got to work harder. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People, people be rapping for like a month and expect to have two million streams. But shit, you just gotta grind, dude. All it takes is that one artist. You can get backstage at a show, talk to him, boom, there you are. Yeah, but you know, too bad people will let the statistics get to their head and they quit, or they'd be like, man. Because they compare themselves to like Gunna and people that have like <laughs> industry connections. Like how you can that's a oh my god. Yo. That's such a important topic to talk. Stop comparing your people yourself to people who are on a different level than you. 
Stop comparing yourself. Ten levels ahead of you. Ten levels because they've been they started before you. They they bro, they are on a different level, different connections, different city that they're from, different networking abilities, different uh, character skills. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't know how to communicate that well, so they have to make it through another way. You know what I'm saying? But like, stop comparing yourself to people who are 40 levels ahead of you. If you look at Gunner's streams and bro has a billion stream, it wasn't a billion, I don't think. But it was high. I think it was like it was high. Or let's let's put T Grizzly because I remember his. I think his was at like 400 million streams. If you have like that many streams and you try to compare yourself to T Grizzly, who first off had like his whole situation is different than you, bro. You just started rapping like three months ago, and you think that you're supposed to have 400 million streams. Now you're depressed and sad and want to give up on your dreams because you don't have as many streams as T Grizzly. And then you went into a deeper negative place talking about I'm better than him. I'm you're just setting yourself up for failure, bro, bro. Hate and ignorance is only going to lead you towards. And if you didn't watch this on video, that means you're just going to the bottom, bro. <laughs> you just straight up. And people be thinking that like hating or being like mad uh, solo and not wanting to help other people and not wanting to like collab is the way to go. No, unless unless you unless you nice like unless you're the next Kanye or someone with a great right. vision past right you're just making basic music yeah and like that's okay maybe that's your level of talent but if you want to blow off of that you got to connect with people bro you have to connect you have to connect and you just got to push your shit and you can't and you can't rely on nobody else to push your shit for you so you really got to do it yourself kind of in terms of like the hustling and meeting people and yeah, collabing. Right. You have to hit somebody up to collab. Don't wait for other people to hit you up to collab. Like you always, always got to do the grip before you do the grind. Like you hit the you hit a rock bottom, you work your way up to where you can just be at a steady level of grinding. That's facts. I like to give a point right now. My podcast is not popping in any way whatsoever at this specific point in life, but it's gonna get there. And I wanted to do interviews with people. I started sending out emails. I started out sending out DMs. I got a few interviews, like I had an interview with one person and nothing really happened. Had another interview with another person. Then like a whole bunch of people followed me from doing an interview with that person. Then this person, then somebody hit me up from that person. And then I did an interview with that person. Then another hit person hit me up with this person. Then they see me, I post on Twitter. Somebody retweeted. They see me from somewhere else. They hit me up. So really like I started it by going, doing the groundwork of like yeah. hitting people up and things like that. But then, you know. People will promote things little by little, even on a small level. And basically, you got to do the groundwork and never stop doing the groundwork. Because once, once once, you get there at that level, you basically don't have to do it anymore. You still do, but not at the level is when you're at zero. Right. When you're at zero, you got to be at the mall, handing out flyers. You got to be at the grocery store, handing out flyers. You got to be promoting your stuff on all social media platforms. You got to be pushing it to every DM you can. You got to be... Boom, 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 whatever you're trying to do. If you're not even in music or an artist and you're trying to start like a freaking bookstore or book club, you got to go out to find the cheapest books. You got to put them in there. You got to like make your bookstore look dope as hell so people are interested in coming in there. You got to put up your own money. And you got to do that for the first couple of years and then names build up, things start building. Like, I mean, you speak on it with artists. When they first come in, they pay for studio time. They have to talk to a producer they've never worked with. You know, like when you're talking about people at our level, like, SoundCloud rappers. Now, an artist like Travis, an artist like Gunna, Young Thug, they walk in the studio probably with an engineer, already engineering the whole base of the track. You got the producer who has his auto-tune at the perfect pitch because he knows how to work with him, also with millions of dollars of technology around him to where they don't have to do anything besides... Come in there and make their music. Exactly. Straight yeah, up. They have, or some of them have writers, so mm-hmm. they don't even have to make their own music. <laughs> they just come in and record it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all about levels, bro. Like, you got to work your levels, and you got to work through all of those levels to get to where you're at. Nip- the late Nipsey Hussle, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle, the great. Um, the late Nip said, like, you can't skip s- steps. You can't – if you skip a step, you're going to trip on a staircase, bro, and you're going to fall down. You can't skip steps because each step has something you're supposed to learn from it. And, like, if you don't go through all the steps, you're missing out on things that are going to come back to bite you on your ass later on. Like, I mean, you can be confident and compare yourself to someone as in I want to be there one day. Mm-hmm. But no, don't compare yourself to someone that you have no idea what they got going on. Straight because, up. Because, I mean, bro, people don't realize that's a lot of money. It's a like, lot. Like, a million dollars is a lot more than we have right now. 
getting a record deal. That's a lot different. <laughs> it's a lot more than I got now, bro. That, it ain't even a lot. It's a it's a lot, a lot, a yeah. lot. And twenty one savage say that four more times for me in the background. <laughs> you know what? A lot. But yeah, it's a lot more. Sorry, continue. Stupid, like a record label. That's a completely different situation than being an independent artist. Mm-hmm. You have to go certain places, certain times to make music you probably don't want to make, depending on the record deal you sign. Right, if you're not in control. And that taps into a whole nother world about ownership and the importance of ownership. Personally, I'm not an artist, but, and depending on on um, like an artist situation, you know what I'm saying? Depending on an artist situation, you're going to want to, you know, make certain decisions based off of whatever your situation is. If your mom is starving and you really need to get the bread immediately and you really need to take care of your cousins, your daughter, or something like that, then maybe sign a record label that doesn't do too much for you, but gives you a bag that you really need because you're in a dire situation. Yeah. But if you can control that situation and just like grind a little bit harder, bro, then try to chase that independent route because nothing's more powerful than having ownership over everything. Yeah. If you have ownership over a hundred percent of everything you do, first off, if you really start to blow like some of these other artists, like Russ blue, then or nip blue, like you can create partnerships. You have um, what's called leverage when you go into these meetings if you don't go in with meet into these meetings with leverage, you better go in with energy. You better go in with energy. You better show them that you are the next. Right. Look at Bobby Schmurda. Bro, that video. You, oh my God. Look at, I look love at Bobby Gashi. Gashi was in the. Get lit. Show them you are an artist who can do what they, not what they want, but do what they can. What they need so they can get paid too. So it's like. Yeah, you got to come in, like, if you're coming into a record label meeting, you got to come in with a certain type of energy or you got to come in with leverage. One of the two. You can't just come in with just basic talent because everyone got talent and these labels know this. They probably have 500,000 people they're looking at already. You just happen to be, like, somebody might have spit your name in a meeting and that's why you're there that day. Yeah. Like, there's so many artists that are talented out here. Like, don't underestimate your competition. Exactly. They, don't even, they don't even need talent to be an artist nowadays. I mean, look at people they call industry players. Mm-hmm. Like, people that Though, I mean, you can use auto-tune to do anything. You can, you're in a million dollar studio, like I said. So you don't need talent to be famous nowadays. So, so you now you just need a look. Exactly. You need a look. You need to be that person that they want. That personal brand that they, bro, there's so many ways to make it, man. Now, obviously, it just depends on the type of human like you are. It doesn't make you bad or good. That's not, not, not what I'm trying to say. But like, if you have the right image, you can, you can go. If you have the right image, you don't even have to be the right type of artist that's cold, like like you were just saying. If you have the image and you're around some industry people, and then um, you're pro- this is probably what you mean by industry plan. I'm not exactly sure, but like, and then you just exactly what the industry needs. All they need to do throw you in a studio, get a cold engineer, get a cold producer, and then you and a cold writer. You create them. You go in there. You record what they want you to record. They make it cold as hell. They promote your image even more, especially if your image is already popping. Say your socials already going crazy because you're like, I don't know, a dope art. Uh, I mean, like, look at like people like Ian Dior. People mm-hmm. call him a, an industry plant, and that's what his, like, his new album's called is Industry. <laughs> like it's like you just look at people who go from like nothing to something so quick. It's a little like, <laughs> like that's what people. I mean, Don Toliver, a real deal artist now, but when he first got signed, he had two thousand artists. But I mean, I mean, two thousand artists, two thousand followers. And then he was, how's he end up on a Travis Scott album? Well, lo and behold, Travis had a label in the background, but that's a different situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Houston artist that sounds like Travis. If you listen to him, he sounds like Travis. But that's a whole different situation than someone going from zero to hero. Zero to hero. Yeah, man. There's there's so many different ways to make it that you're really just wasting your time if you try to compare yourself to another artist. About right. it. You just need to do the groundwork. You know, just, what I'm do, just do you as long as you are a hundred percent doing yourself, then it should work. Facts. Either be a hundred percent authentic. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, me as a human, I prefer people to be a hundred percent authentic. But we know that a lot of people who blow have blown up are not a hundred percent authentic. And you know what? I can't hate a hate on another man for getting his bread. At the end of the day. <laughs> I'm not saying I think that that's right or I would be their friend, but I can't hate on you yeah. for getting your money. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So some people, some people have an image that they can't uphold. Yep, that's true. And then you end up, you basically, you're going to get bitten ass later on anyways. But if you need to get some bread, take care of your little daughter or something like that, Dude. and that's how you think you should go about it. I mean, who am I to tell you 
anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't know your father. But I'm not, definitely not gonna be a homie though. <laughs> but I can I can respect you getting your bread or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The world's crazy. The internet the internet makes people move so fast and mm-hmm. different. People, old people don't understand just like how different life is nowadays than it was 50 years ago. Yeah, go ahead and stomp your feet one more time for that because that's important, bro. We really need to learn how to. Com- this is the importance of also learning how to communicate effectively, is so we can uh, communicate with adults and especially our parents, grandparents, whoever takes care of us, to help them understand about how the world has changed. Like the world has changed. We are literally in a new age. There's the industrial age, and now we're in a technical age. Yeah. Like there, we have and changed. It's crazy because at the start of it, and it's already like this. Exactly. We're at the very beginning. Normally, these ages last 50, 60 years. We're like 10 years in. Well, 20. I'd say it started like 2000. I'd say like late 90s. Yeah, late. When cell phones and personal computers started being invented, whether... Right. That's like late 90s, straight up like 97, 98, 99. Straight up. Yeah. 20 years in. Yeah, so we're only 20 years in. We probably got another 50 years of it staying in this like era. And we're already like, we're moving fast. So it's like trying to help our parents understand like how you can make money now, how certain things aren't necessary to do anymore. Like how you can still like take care of your family by doing yeah. this. Like they don't understand and how like we're trying to move with the new world. Yeah. You know the discovery saying? of a lot of new things that weren't around third, like 30, 50 years. Right. Ago. When you were 21, that when they were 22, like the yeah. understanding of the human brain and emotion and all that stuff. Right. I hate what <laughs> I've been around some like old heads who are like, depression isn't real. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a, like, it's a straight mental condition. Right. They be trying to like say certain things aren't real or that it's just you being a bitch or something like this. I'm like, bro, y'all need to y'all need to elevate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to hold you. People be fake sad. Mm-hmm. Like they listen oh, to yeah. Lil Peep, they listen to X. They, so a lot of artist stuff, because you know, that's that's our mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. Music. I mean, it basically always has been a mainstream culture, but you know, that music, Instagram, all that stuff affects us now. Yeah, they own the culture, and culture is what influences the human decisions. Yeah. People just be sad because they listen to sad music, so they think they're sad. But no, like, real depression is a mental condition that people deal with, and it's, I mean, you can help it, but a lot of people can't. You know, the time, the funds, the resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you look at famous people that have all the time in the world, the money, the resources, and they still, still be gone. Still be taking their own life. I was actually just talking about this lately with uh, somebody about like like the most unexpected people the people you expect at least from like people who seem so happy Anthony Bourdain you remember bro who used to like travel and like taste different foods all over had all the channels on TV like he ended up killing himself it's like bro like who we can't judge we don't know what they're going through but it's like from the outside looking in you're like damn you was traveling all these different countries experiencing so many different cultures yeah. eating so many fire foods meeting so many people like how could you be sad but people be sad like it'd be real dog yeah. like and they, they bottle it up because as a man you're yeah. supposed to be solid right and that's a whole other topic about like you know <laughs> men <sighs> yeah you know how difficult it is to have conversations with your homies or just with like yo but anybody about like mental health that's like a man to man they yeah. do not want to have that conversation well, I mean, certain people do but like yeah. with that intimate level where it's not like trying to portray a different image like it's like I'm trying to talk to you about some serious like serious conversations people don't like to have yeah people but it's so important so it's like quick little PSA or whatever little thing. I want y'all to like really try y'all best to have these conversations with your friends, like have elevated conversations about mental health, about uh, building wealth for our families and for our communities, about um, how to take care of our physical health, how to take care of our spiritual health. Like have these conversations with your friends. Like, is it really a true friendship? If you, if the, if, if the extent of your conversation is to talk about fucking bitches, like if that's all you talk about, Come on, bro. Like, if every time I hang out with you, all we're talking about is that and, and smoking or video games, 2K, is that really your friendship? Yeah, you know what I'm like saying? Talking on a, like a personal level. Yeah. Friend. It doesn't even have to be about depression. Just right. talking about, like, how was your day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not just talking about the basic shit. Right. Tapping into really, yeah, into the soul at the end of the day. I mean, there's being. Uh, like familiar and then there's being a friend like if i see mm. you every day and we don't talk about anything I'll, i'm familiar with you like maybe we cool but to be a friend it's it's a personal relationship that's facts easy familiarity is what like something that i like here or talk about a lot it's just like it's so easy to be familiar with somebody but are we truly getting to know them are we truly investigating what their character is or like 
who they are, to, uh, spending time with them in certain situations. It's a, it's a. All I gotta say is, how many of your friends' birthdays do you know? Facts. <laughs> Y'all caught me on camera. Nah, but that's just like, damn, you don't even know like certain stuff about them. That's it's like, are you really, really friends? I mean, you can you can meet someone tomorrow and be hella chill with them and like lock in with them mm -hmm. right there. It's not. I'm not saying you have to start your friendship. As, as soon as you meet someone, it can happen. Yes, yeah, it's, it's something you develop, of course. But like a lot of people, like start it and never go into the development stage. And that's just just like stagnant because you, you never know. They could be an awful person, but on surface level, they look fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. And that's what happens when people have snakes in their life. It's not that they look like a snake or something, or that they thought they, who you know. Humans don't want to bring snakes into their life when you're trying to do that. But what happens is you don't really true invest, truly investigate their character as a friend and really try to get to know them. So you don't know who they are. Kind of on a face value. Yeah, you only see them from face value on a surface level. That's just the extent of your relationship. So then when whatever comes around and they do you wrong, you're like, oh, my God. How, how could they do such a thing? Like, bruh. I knew that, like, you know, your, your mom probably knew from the get-go that was going to do some shit like that to you. Because parents be known. Trust your parents, too, man, in certain situations. Because <laughs> sometimes your parents be wrong. But, but like, you know, when it comes to friendships and things like that, man, really, really trust, 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 trust your mama if she tells you that you she thinks your friend kind of wild and really start to look at your friend. I mean, I mean there's, like, a difference because, like, if I bring around a certain artist, my mom's used to it now, but on her first day, I'd bring around artists, she'd be like, what is this? Because <laughs> she like she like yeah, you know no, she no. always been accepting my friends. She don't right. care what they look like. It's mm -hmm. just like, is he okay? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. You got like all black on with the the, the emo look. Or emo look, tattoo drips down his eyes and shit. Yeah, yeah but she they don't care about that now. Nah, yeah, because they because they learn. You know, I mean that's what they it is. You, you have the conversation with them too. They see that this person's dope. They like love him too. Yeah, and I don't even really have to talk to her about him. She just has to meet him. Yeah, that's important though, man. Like a lot of, I try to introduce anybody I'm super close to to my family at some point because I want to have, I do kind of want to have their opinion, just to have them understand, like, yeah, this is my family, and then my family understand, like, this is who I'm here. Exactly, because now she asks about them. She's mm -hmm. like, are they okay? How are they doing? Like, yeah. Now she cares. You know, yeah. It's dope. You know, I'm glad I didn't grow up with hateful parents. I mean, you know, I had a Major. tough time, you know, middle school and high school with my living situation, but I'm an adult now. I don't. I don't, I don't think about that dumb shit. That's right. Bad. For being 14 and being 20 is a lot different. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So any listeners that are 14 understand that your life ain't always going to be like this. No. And any 20-year-olds listening, I'm 23 now. Well, I'm about to be 23, and my life is different than when I, when I was 20. So, like, life is about progression. Life is about growth. But it is up to you. It's your choice. You know, he just said out loud for y'all, like, Yo, like he might have had a difficult situation at this time in his life, but now he has moved on from that. He had a different level, and he. So it's the same thing with y'all or with anyone else, bro. Like if you're 35 and you listening to this, bro, like I haven't even been 35 yet, but I can tell you for a fact, like your life ain't got to be the same at 37. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's all up to you if you want to grow from your pain. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta grow from your pain. Straight and be up, peace with your demons, otherwise they're gonna be all the time. Straight up. Where that just ended right there, it's probably gonna be a nice little, a nice little snippet. I'm gonna take the last minute of that. Be at peace with your demons. <laughs> That's gonna be sad. sorry. I don't know why I mentioned that out loud while the podcast still going, but anyways, hey, but we're gonna jump into a quick segment where basically it's called "What Comes to Mind." I'm going to probably say six words because I got a lot of words here, but I ain't trying to go through all of that because that's just a waste of time. Hey, yeah, we rapid firing. Like you can either say a word or you can go into it. If you want to go deep, go deep. If you, you want to time it? You time it? Yeah, no, that's funny. I'll just put a I'll put a timer on. I'll put a timer on. Yo, that's hilarious that you said the background song. I don't know why I thought that was funny, but it was. All right, we're gonna do basically, thank you. So for the segment, I'm gonna mention a word. He has a minute to tell like what comes to mind in a minute. So we're going to get started in five, four, three, two, one. First word, empathy. Empathy, being caring of others. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yo, all right, all right, all right. Cool, look, look. Teacher. Good or bad? Shit, teacher just what no, comes I'm up. saying is they can be real good oh, or real word, bad. Word, word. Facts, facts. 
uh, gallery. Art. Portrait. Picture. <laughs> Yo, why is this funny? All right. Church. I don't go. <laughs> Babies. Not having them. Baby mamas. Fuck no. <laughs> Tears. They happen. Pain. It happens too, dude. Shit. Evil. There's a lot of that in this world. That needs to stop. Happiness. There's a lot of that too, and that a lot of more that need, or a lot of that needs to happen more. We got five seconds. Bravery. Shit, you don't gotta be brave. You just gotta be smart. Fire. You ain't gotta be brave. You just gotta be smart. All right, man. Look, is there anything you want to get into that is outside of like a uh, photography that like you you're super like interested in getting into at some point? Like super interested in, I don't know. I just, I just like connecting with people who are creative. I just tap in. I can do anything. I may be a gene. Oh shit! Let me see him. I peeked when you came. Oh, Friday, Friday the thirteenth. You know what? Shout out to the number thirteen. That's a special number in my life. Shout out to the homies that know what's what's the deal with that. But anyways, so you made those pants? Yeah, I mean, I just do what I like to do. I mean, people hate obviously, but I I don't care. I mean, if it's if I'm using my time not selling drugs, not doing violence, why does it matter if it's a? It sounds good. It looks good. Facts. Because if, it sounds good and looks good to you. That's all that really exactly matters. If right? I'm educating myself on something that isn't illegal, can kill me, can hurt me, why is it? Why is it so bad? Facts. That's big facts. You know, you you gotta you gotta show love and be appreciative of any person, especially young person, that all they're doing is trying to like grow up exactly. and do things that they think are like creative and fun. So I think that's also like an important thing is like develop skills, man. You're never going to, me and a, me and a, your boy talked about this too, you know, road runner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fire. Road runner and crash. <laughs> that's hard. But anyways, um, we talked about how developing a skill is major. Like you can't make any bread. You can't like, like on your own, you can't build anything on your own if you don't have a skill. So like, as a young person, try to like broaden your array of skills, exactly. man. Like you're not you're not gonna be Picasso from the jump. You're not gonna be, no. you're not gonna be easy from the jump. Hell no. You ain't gonna you know like you gotta start somewhere to be as good as you want to be. You can't be you can't be great if you don't start. You know what I'm exactly. saying? God given talent is a thing, but it also takes practice and time. I'm sure every every athlete in this world wasn't given the same blessings as LeBron James, like physically, but they still work just as hard. And they still made it. Shit, yeah. little Nate Robinson had ass. That boy, that Five boy was with like a forty-eight inch vertical. Yeah, yeah, and the vertical's dope and all that. But dude was still a skilled athlete. Oh, yeah, you know he was, he was a good point guard for a few years. Straight up, and like we can talk about that, like in any in any realm. Like there's so many things. I literally just talked about this on my podcast. I mean, my 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 uh, Instagram the other day. Should I be saying the other day, it would really be two hours ago. <laughs> but just like the quote, um, you you don't you don't have to be great at something to start, but you do have to start something to be great at it. Yeah. And it's like one thing I love that you just mentioned is that like you just love connecting with people and being creative and just trying new things. You made those pants. You're a dope photographer. You're like connecting with a lot of dope creatives in the area. You're interested and you're not you're not a. You, you're not like, oh, it's like dick riding if I'm interested in like learning about these artists. You yeah. care about art. You care about people. You know what I'm saying? This is all important I'm things. Gonna, I'm not going to hate on anyone's hustle. Right. Now, now, if they're a bad person, that's different. Right. You got to disconnect the art from the person. If I don't mm-hmm. like you, if I don't like you as a person, I don't like you as a person. I just won't. I won't fuck with you. Yeah. Exactly. But it's not me hating on your art because, like, I mean, shit, you could be a dope painter, but you could also be a dick. <laughs> But that, that's the big ass fact. <laughs> I had to say big ass fact because that's really a big ass fact. And you have to understand, bro, that's powerful. See, like, I really wish that podcast would automatically self-select the dopest parts of the thing. Because, like, now I got to search for this part later, like, where I, where it says you have to disconnect the person from the art. That's hard. I just, I just want to put that at, like, the beginning of my podcast. You have to disconnect the person from the art. <laughs> podcast culture talks. <laughs> But but anyways, no, it's real, man. You gotta like, you have to appreciate art regardless. And then in terms of connecting with people, understand who that person is. And if you don't rock with the person, it don't mean like you a hater or anything. You, you just gotta support. You just them. don't gotta support them. You ain't gotta be around them. Exactly. You you appreciate the art. You enjoy it on your own. Whatever shit. If you really 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 want to 
buy it, whatever. But most of the time, nobody going to yeah, buy right. something from somebody they don't really rock with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or they're doing something bad. Funny Hey. Uzi, Uzi, <laughs> Yo, Uzi really disses me in DJ Drama, and DJ Drama was still on video doing his dance. <laughs> hey, sometimes, sometimes people just master it. Like I'm sure there's a lot of haters of Bobby Schmurter, but they still doing a Schmurter dance. Yo, son, you really called him broke. <laughs> the next day, he was recording the video. I mean, that's just funny. I'm not. <laughs> that's not to take away from what we just talked about, but that shit was funny. Now, there's certain things that really be like, for example. She, hey, look, if y'all like this podcast so far, like, comment, review, show love. We're going to take one more small little break and come back. Yo, we back again from our small little break. Um, But no, we were talking about how, like, you know, you got to disconnect from the artist from the art. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes the artist can be like a whole different type of energy you don't want to be around, but their art is still dope. And then I kind of just wanted to like speak on 50 Cent, like just being like, well, then you were talking about how Uzi and like the old DJ, like you were like not to take back from, you know, what I just said, but that shit was funny. And it's just like, there are certain things that are hard not to laugh at. Like, you know bro, what I'm saying? Like 50 Cent. That's why 6ix9ine got so big. Fact, because bro was he funny. He was a whole pedophile that blew up on the internet. Straight up. And, <laughs> and, but, 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 but bro was hilarious. Like, and people it's knew he even, was not about that life. It's not even like being hilarious. It's like he knew what to say, when to say, what to post. When he would start beef with Trippy. I mean, that was some real shit. I won't cap. Right. That was real shit between them. But he knew what to say to make it funny, make it blow up. No. He had seven, Professional troll. He had seven or eight number one singles. You know how hard that he is? Made, he made two mil in jail. Not posting anything off straight Spotify streams. Who knows what he made on Apple? Who knows what he made off maybe SoundCloud sponsor? I know people don't make money on SoundCloud. Who knows what he got looted? Yeah, well, YouTube. YouTube, you make bread off of views. Yeah. I mean, shit. Pierre Gumbo put Pierre on. Pierre Born. He made that beat. Pierre. <laughs> you know, Pierre, you want to come out of here? <laughs> Bro, that, 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 that. What song is it? Uh, the. Uh, yeah, what song is it where, like, that's when we first heard of Pierre, where it was, like, really big. And it's like, dun. Cardi song? I don't know if it was, yeah. Because Cardi blew up with Pierre. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, was Magnolia? it? Yeah, sing it real quick. You ain't got to sing it. Sing. In New York, I'm Millie Rose. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, Magnolia. That was, like, their first big, big. Yeah, year. so that's the first time I heard Pierre, and I was like, yo, that's a hard tagline, bro. Like, hey, yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? And that beat is hard. Yeah, you need to check out his solo work. I will, I will. He be rapping. Oh, I didn't even know that. Let me. What's it? What's this, it's just Pierre, or what's it? Like? Pierre Born. Pierre. Like, you can go on, on my, oh, my SoundCloud, and I got all that. Oh, bless. I'll tap. I'll tap in. I'll tap in. But boom, I got. Where bro from? He from? I think he also from Atlanta. Dude, from, I, he, bro, is he from? I don't know where he grew up. Well, I have to read the full thing. But he was born in Kansas. <laughs> I think his dad was probably military or something, or mom, because it says Fort. It says Fort Riley, Kansas, and that's a. That's military. A, a military. So yeah. I didn't know he was born in Kansas. But let's see. Jenks is a Belize. He's Belizean. And he's, his, one of his parents is from Belize. That's dope. Born in Fort Riley, but grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Nice. Probably grew okay. up in, in South Carolina. Yep. And then his family moved to Queens, New York. Yeah. I know. Okay. It's New York. Not, a, not a what's it called. Not Georgia. He grew up in New York. That's Got what I'm Word. That's interesting. When you grow up in a military family, they be moving all over the place. There's stuff be right. confusing. I knew I'm shit. You know Metro Boomer from St. Louis. Yeah, I knew that. And he was going down to St. Louis to go to, uh, I mean, going down to Atlanta like weekends. I heard his story. He like he would drive to Atlanta from St. Louis like religiously, like every weekend. Bro, that culture down there is mad wild. That yeah. shit's love. Blew him up. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew someone that had a computer class with him. Like, yeah, bro. Like random. Age. <laughs> it is random. He told me that. I'm like, that's dope as hell. Like, Metro, Metro don't need to prove anything, honestly. Facts, nah. Metro's lit. Metro's lit. And, uh, and, um, what's it called? Who else is from St. Louis? Smino. Smino's from St. Louis, I think, as well. Smino's from St. Louis. Low key, St. Louis got a hell of a lot of big artists. Comethazine? I did not know that. Well, he, it's like right on the border of like St. Louis to Iowa. I, or Illinois. Or yeah, 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 there's a lot of artists that are on that. But he, he basically claims St. Louis. Yeah, so like I didn't know that. And then there's like a obviously the legend Nelly, and then we have uh freaking Jaquan, the dude who made uh I don't know if he made this song, but uh I know that name. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. 
He made a whole bunch of hits. I don't know, but there's a lot of St. Louis artists. Yeah, they they and they support they they support they they own because there's it makes no other sense for them to have that many popular artists come out. Like to be completely honest. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, man, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today. I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, we over here laughing at just random. But anyways. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast today. Um, make sure y'all like, comment, uh, leave a review. That's the only way we can grow is if y'all show love, you know, comment. Most importantly, if you're listening to this on Apple Pack Podcast, Packcast, uh, please leave a review. That's the only way we can grow, my G, the only way we can grow. Uh, with that being said, thank y'all for tapping in. And go ahead and give them all your social platforms, where they can find you, where they can email you at for work, whatever they can. Yeah, all right. Tap in with me, Pretty Boy Crash, P-R-E-T-T-Y-B-O-I-C-R-A-S-H on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram. You know, tap in with me if you need photos. It's crashesphotography at gmail.com, you know, C-R-A-S-H-E-S, and then photography at gmail.com. What's up? Tap in with them. Dude is nice. He already gave you the platforms to go peep his, uh, his, his you know, social media portfolio and yes, shoot him an email. Get your work done. It's love. Thank you for tapping into the Culture Talks. Salud!